0: Hey everybody it's mailey thomas texas homegrown music and i've got another texas artist for you today you're just gonna love her name is trees marie and she is a texas native that has done so much stuff already and she's not old enough to have done all this but i can't wait to share her story with you and her talent she's done stuff from country to rock and blues and even a tribute band of led zeppelin so you know the gal can sing if she's doing that So, I'm not going to take a lot of time. I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I pulled out an old song for you, I think you'll enjoy. It's called Something Better. And I hope that everything in your life is doing well. And I hope that you can see the something better in every day. So, I'm going to play this song for you now. And when I come back, I'll be with my guest, Therese Marie, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Trees Marie on Texas Homegrown Music. Welcome to the show, Trees. Thank you so much for having me. I um, I, I, I obviously got um, your information, as I told you off the air here, from our friend Scarlett and um, she's such a doll, and she's a huge fan of yours, by the way, and both of you have, well, I don't know. I don't really know what color hair Scarlett has, really, because every time I see it, it's different. It reminds me of my daughter, Layla, but um, I think she's a redhead, Yes, (laughs) and you are a gorgeous redhead i just have to say for all you guys out there let me just tell you whether she can sing good or not i promise you're you gonna want to go to her show just because she's so great to look at <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and, uh, and you know that's kind of nice it's important for people to enjoy what they're seeing up there but um i i really was looking forward to, to getting to know you better after reading about you and knowing um you're just your journey to the, to the music business. Um, You've been doing this for a long time. I think I read somewhere where you had your first gig at the profit bar at 14.
1: Yeah, that's right. I was 14 years old. Um, I think, you know, I started writing when I was 12, really just totally out of the blue. Um, My I've been singing in the church and singing my whole life Um, But I started really writing music and playing guitar and writing my songs really simultaneously. And it came very much as like a cathartic need for some of the things I grew up experiencing and just kind of needing a platform to express myself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, so this was, gosh, oh, I'm dating myself. But so I was 14. So that would have been I was born in. 91 I'll, I'll say my age. Um, that would have well, been Because you're so
0: old. Oh, my gosh, girl. Born in 91. So, you're, <laughs> so have you, uh, you know, so you're just barely over 30.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, just barely over. I'll be 31 this year. But, yeah, no, I, I created an email. This was in 2005. So, like, this was, like, in the beginning of social media. Like, we didn't even have MySpace, like, MySpace hardly. Um, we definitely didn't have Facebook and I created an email and I just started emailing venues and the profit bar was one of the first places to respond. And I think I even lied about my age at the time <laughs> and had my mom drop of me off me. Of the show. And I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I worked up like 30, a 30 minute slot and I remember like the first gig, you know, I played 30 minutes opening for, you know, some random band, like folk indie band. And um yeah, they paid me like a hundred and twenty bucks. I was like, okay, I can do this. <laughs>
0: yeah, no doubt. I can do this. Well, um yeah. let's go back a little bit and um let's give some people a little bit of um a little bit of history behind um what brought you to music and when you started playing and etc.
1: Yeah. So absolutely. So I uh really started playing music around or starting writing songs and learning how to play guitar I'm entirely self-taught. Um, the songwriting is really where I feel like I became started to become a musician, at least. Um, But of course, I've been singing since I was, you know, a like child in church, and um, always had a big voice. I I have one of those very loud voices. I remember the first time. I could totally uh, relay if I said this, but kind of voice
0: doesn't really need a microphone.
1: Yeah, the first time my grandma heard me sing or heard me saw me perform in Dallas, I was at the Profit Bar. I remember one of her comments was, um, "I can't wait to till you start to sing and stop yelling." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think I think she'd probably be heartbroken if she knew she said that. And I. I took it with a grain of salt, but I still, I mean, then fast forward 15 years and now I'm in a Led Zeppelin tribute. I'm still yelling. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, you know, my dad used to always say when he'd come out to see me play, he'd always say, you know... I really like to hear you sing, but the band is too loud. <laughs> I used to say yeah. the band was too loud. Of course, my husband was in the band, and he was always loving that. He's like, whatever,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, my, my no, husband I
0: mean, is my, my husband is that guitar player that says things like the songs are just the the singer is just there to get you and to keep you entertained until the guitar solo. <laughs>
1: Right. The singer is just a vehicle for the guitar solo. Yeah. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) So, well, um, yeah, it's interesting that you say um, you you tell say something about Led Zeppelin. And I I, I do think I read something about that. But I definitely, definitely hear um, that influence on some of your some of your writing for sure. And I love it. I also hear um, a little bit of uh, heart. So did you ever listen to Ann Wilson and, um,
1: Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's one of my biggest early day influences for sure.
0: So I think I read that you, um, went to school at North Texas.
1: Yeah, I did. I, um, yeah, I, I graduated, uh, early. I graduated in 2008. I grew up in Cedar Hill, Texas. Um, and then I, started at University of North, North Texas in the music program in 2009. Um, I was pre, uh, vocal performance. I did, I was in the women's chorus choir. I did private lessons and vocal performance and jazz. And I did, um, classical guitar, uh, for a few semesters. And then after about three semesters, so about a year and a half, I decided I didn't want to be in the music program anymore. Okay. Um, So I, I, you know, I am not, um, classically trained, uh, although I did grow up singing in the church, uh, some of it does come easy for me, but some of it doesn't. And once we got into like audible skills and stuff like that in the music program, I just was grossly intimidated. And, um, I also just realized that I, the music program wasn't the right fit for me because, I have a lot of other skills as well, like within business and other things too. And while music is a huge, music performance is a huge part of my life and I knew it always would be, I wanted to hone some of those things too. And, um, ultimately just the music program I felt was kind of designed and I apologize to my fellow musician, musician, uh, graduates. I, uh, I felt that it was, you know, to make me a teacher and I was, I am not a teacher. (laughs) I'm like the opposite of a teacher. I'm the the youngest of five and I just like am spoiled rotten. So I can't teach anybody anything. (laughs) And so I just, um, yeah, I, I I just kind of run for the hills and I, I ended up I ended up actually uh, doing like a try minor, kind of a three minor, kind of a situation okay. where I did a, I have a minor in music, a minor in anthropology, and a minor in theater. So, oh wow,
0: yeah. anthropology! <laughs> oh my gosh, girl, that's interesting. Well, that there's your hippie heart.
1: Yeah, I mean, hey, I love to study people, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah,
0: well, um, so and then you so you graduated from there. And I think that I read that you uh, headed for Austin to, you know, really make your way into the music world down in Austin. And um, thankfully, you came back to, to Dallas after three years and figured out that we've got stuff going on here, too. And nothing to nothing against Austin. Tons of friends. Love Austin. Um, my husband's very good friends with the mayor down there. And they have, you know, they they kind of tout each other all the time about who's, you know, who, who's got the best music in Texas. The reality is, <laughs> um, you know, Texas has got great musicians all over and there's tons of great cities with great um, venues. I would think that Austin would be really, really tough for um, starter musicians just because, the, compes- the, the competition is just ridiculous. And to make money there, I mean, you know, when it's so saturated, it's so hard because, uh, you know, they've got 25 yeah. people knocking on their door every day wanting to play for nothing, you know, just throw a tip jar out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're spot on. It really was really hard. Um, but at the same time, I'm really glad I did it because it being so hard, Caused me to just sharpen my knives and sharpen my skill set and write better songs and really just be incredibly intentional about what I was doing. Um, Ultimately, you're right. It was not really feasible for me starting out. Uh, For instance, you know, I'm. We're talking. I'm in. I'm just graduated, so I'm 22 years old and. Every time, every show I play, you know the the musicians down there are incredible, but they're professionals, and you know you're you're you know you're working with a drummer, a guitar player, a bassist. Everybody's expecting to make reasonable pay, but if you don't have a name for yourself, really, and that particular area, it's incredibly hard to make it to where you know everybody is getting paid, and so for me. I felt it wasn't uh, the right fit. When I did move back to Dallas, I found a group of guys that were with me, whether or not we got paid. Um, and that was like hugely important to have that sort of loyalty. Um, of course, we did end up getting into ourselves in the situations where we could you know, make really good money, and of course now we're doing quite well. But, um, but yeah, it's it's it was it was it was incredible. Um, I'm really glad that I did it. Uh, but I love Dallas, and just like speaking of, for instance, Scarlett, like just the best person on earth, human being. Like, but yeah. then when you add in her musicianship, her musicianship is next level, and so. I'm just super lucky, lucky to be surrounded by amazing people like that here. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's great to be a Texan in general.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Well, and for those of you that, um, don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Scarlett Deering, who is the daughter of Milo Deering, who is an iconic musician and known all over the country, um, for uh, all of the session work that he's done and the touring that he's done. And I think probably the one that you guys would all be most familiar with would be the Eagles, but he's done so much more than that. And i I have been so blessed to have had him play with me several times and he's just, you know, the apple didn't fall too far from the tree because Milo is a wonderful human being. And so is his wife, Rachel. And, um, and they, they've got two daughters. they both are in, you know, playing music. Scarlett's actually doing it a little bit more than her sister, but they're It's a it's a very talented family. And and Scarlett shared with me that they even had a family band growing up. So how fun would that be? You you've got some you've got so many great songs that I want to share today. I want people to hear hear your original stuff, because, again, as you said, you started out as a songwriter, believing that that's what your gift was. And there's no doubt about it. You have a gift in songwriting, but girlfriend, you can sing and anybody that can do a Led Zeppelin (laughs) tribute band they know they can sing so we're gonna play wild <laughs> is the wind with my guest trees marie trees marie and when we come back we'll talk about um your band and some other things that you're doing and i know you said you're working on a new um record as well so let's talk about that and you're listening to texas homegrown music with mailey thomas and my guest trees marie and here she is singing wild is the wind Marie. And I know you guys already dig her after hearing that song. And you're going to love her even more when you hear um, her talk about her journey and what she's been through. Uh, You know, you're so young, but you do sing about things that uh, obviously you're kind of an old soul, like many of us are that have been through some things and, and reading about you and about your childhood. We have one other thing in common. My parents got um, divorced when I was, young and um it kind of i had a real struggle with it and music was my savior for sure Um and i can remember i had a little plastic organ that my dad had bought me um, when i was eight years old and i they when they started having their problems i just found myself in my room making up songs on that little plastic organ not realizing that that was going to be my life you know and um and I know that uh, that's I I think I read that you kind of did the same thing it was kind of your your escape and how you got through all of that you're the youngest of five correct
1: yeah uh, including my step siblings yeah I'm the youngest of five um yeah I can totally relate to what you're describing um that's definitely in my neck of the woods I very much um I was attracted to music as a cathartic release. Um, you know, it's music definitely has healing powers. Um, it's such a personal thing for all of us, the people that make it, the people that listen to it. Um, it's It carries us through some of the hardest times of our lives. And I really, um, believe it or not, I discovered music truly. Uh, listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers when I was like eight years old. And um, I, it was it was their album Californication. And that really made a put a number on me at a young age. And then, yeah, my parents separated around the same time. Um, there was a lot of stuff. <laughs> that I don't know if I really want to get into, but negative stuff, bad stuff as well. That was not it wasn't just divorce, but other pieces of it too, that are incredibly personal and hard things for a young individual to go through. And I have always been incredibly headstrong. I'm incredibly outspoken. I also am very confident (laughs) and, um, just, I don't know. I just have always been a survivor. And I Mm -hmm. think like back then, Mm That was my way, even though I was a child, I didn't even know what surviving meant. That was my way of like finding, you know, becoming a survivor. Um, and yeah, I, I, I definitely, you know, gravitated toward, um, I, you know, I, a lot of my music is kind of, it's pretty, it's nice, it c- kind of folk kind of country, but I really gravitated towards rock, um, you know, I, one of the reasons why I'm kind of shifting out of country and a little bit more into rock now is because I was trying to do the country thing and quickly I learned I like, I'm not really a country person. I, I'm a little, I'm more like red dirt if anything, but I'm very much like a rocker at heart. Um. I don't know how to play wagon wheel. Like, I don't know. I'm not a true country artist. And so I just, um, I was really, yeah, I was into rock. I was really into like heavy stuff back then. And I definitely hung out with the wrong crowd. Um, but they were all, we were all kind of outcasts, people that, um, you know, misfits and yeah, I think, um, you know, music was just definitely a way for me to, um, have a voice, uh, have an identity and begin to sort of um, transcend some of the things that I was going through at the time that uh, I didn't want to define me or end me.
0: Well, um, you know, the one thing that I can that I'll say, and I'm certainly not asking you to share something you don't want to share. I do want to talk about the fact that you have shared and t- and been very outspoken about being sober um starting in twenty eighteen. So three and a half years of sobriety. Yeah. Um and I and I can imagine that something something pushed you into a place where you wanted to escape um through through that. And I get yeah. it. Um you know, without yeah without, you know, just trying to asking you to say it, I can tell you that I did the same thing. And I, I've been very outspoken because I have a foundation that talks about that where I talk about why I started the foundation. Um, as a child, I was, um, sexually abused and I also, it was a family member and it destroyed our family, but that was okay because I was, I was to the point where I felt like I I'm, sorry, I'm not going to put up with this. So this is something, this is not right. And I don't want to have it happen to me anymore. And so it did, it blew yeah. our family apart. And I carried a lot of guilt over that for a lot of years until I became a, an adult yeah. and really understood that there's no stigma to, to with that. Right. I, that. That was something that happened to me, not because of me. And I certainly didn't have anything yeah. to do with it happening to me. But um, I've gotten to the point yeah. now where I am proud to be able to say that, yes, I, I will talk about it and I will share my story to, to give other people an opportunity to share theirs and feel comfortable and have a voice and, and to know that, no, it doesn't define me at all. But it actually does make me who I am because I am stronger because I got through it and I know how to cope with it. And um, not to say mm-hmm. that I don't have sorrow,
1: Yeah. You're actually quoting rambling queen right now. Um, (laughs) there's a line in that song where I say, um, no, I am not ashamed to have become this way. And it's very much, you'll hear the song and the chorus and the words, but it's, it's still, it's a song talk, you know, claiming power, claiming being a powerful entity and being a, you know, a feminine entity for that matter. And, um, You know, but still also that being tied to the darkness that brought me here and, um, you know, made me who I am. So totally. Um, and yeah, I'm absolutely happy to talk about my journey to becoming sober. Um, so yeah, I really, you know, to be honest with you, I really saw my alcoholism and drug use and my early life as a way of surviving as well, if that makes any sense, Some of the things
0: that
1: I was going through mentally. Yeah, I mean it's a dangerous. I don't think
0: there's any doubt that most people that you talk to that have had problems with um, drugs and alcohol, uh, most of the time they are self medicating for something that they're they're trying to forget or to get through.
1: Absolutely. The, the darkness, the demons, whatever you want to call it, um, wherever you align, um, and really just needing to escape or survive however way you want to, you know, perceive that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, that, you know, in my, when I moved to Austin in my early twenties after school and, you, you know, after UNT, I was good. I actually wasn't really drinking much. Um, But then at some point, a flip kind of switched in my early 20s. And I started really pounding the bottle. And um, I think it's definitely also a part of our culture. It's a very encouraged and easy, easy thing to get into and get into. So, you know, like without even any hesitation. And um, I, (laughs) I. I'm always, I'm a Leo. I'm a leader. I'm a leader type of person. And I like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm like very much, uh, in that vein. And if I'm doing something, I have to be the best at it. And, or at least in my mind. And so I was always, I was the drunkest person in the room too, like always. (laughs) And I had it in my mind. I had it in my mind that I was a great time when I was drunk and that just wasn't true. Um, But yeah, I I got into a really, you know, I really tried really hard to step away and um, struggled with that for quite some time until finally, you know, got into some trouble and which finally helped me, you know, really make the switch. And um, yeah, I was able to, you know, finally say, all right, I'm done here. And um, I'm really thankful for my mom for helping me through some of that. I'm really thankful for a lot. And it's it's a crazy thing. I mean, to be honest with you, um, I kind of saw so many friendships um, that I thought were friendships, you know, disappear and getting sober. And, um, you know, on the other side of it, I, you know, I have a song, by the way, on Ramblin' Queen, the album called Blackout Drunk. And it's, it's about um, those days, but also finding love and happiness on the other side of it. And really just, um, my life is so much more intentional now I'm surrounded by people that uplift me because they truly love me and vice versa. And I live life with doing the things I want to do. And, It's just, I don't know. It's, it's really, really beautiful. So I'm super grateful for all the blessings that come from it. Great. (laughs) Well,
0: well, I'm going to play, I'm going to play your song rambling queen right now. And you just referenced it a minute ago and it's um, the title track of a, of a record that you released. And I, again now I now I it makes sense because I did listen to some of the lyrics and now it makes sense and so I want everybody else to hear it so we're going to play Rambling Queen from my guest today Therese Marie and when we come back we're going to talk about some shows she has coming up how you can find her and I promise you if she's playing in the area you guys need to go out and see her because like I said she is really sweet to look at <laughs> <laughs> and, and I say that because Thanks, because this is radio and podcast and people don't get to see you, but you're just such a doll, baby. And I want I want everybody to know Thank that they're, you, they're missing out if they don't come <laughs> out and see you. So we'll be right back with Therese Marie after we play Ramblin' Queen right now on Texas Homegrown Music. <laughs> Impressed as I am as to how talented this young lady is, and I want you to share trees with um, our listening audience. All of the things that you have coming up, because I know, I mean, you play solo gigs, you play band gigs, you have your tribute band, your Led Zeppelin tribute band, and thankfully things are opening up now and we're getting to play again in person, which has been really nice after having this whole COVID stint of being locked in. Um, what have you got coming up that you can share with our listening audience and also share with them how they can find you on social media?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I've got quite a few exciting things coming up with the battle of Evermore, our Led Zeppelin tribute. Um, that band, by the way, I think he's actually interviewed with you once before. Includes uh, Griffin Tucker, an up-and-coming oh yeah uh, guitar Absolutely. player, drummer. He's in uh, Classless Act, who's going on tour this summer with Motley Crue and Def Leppard right? and Joan Jett. So which is great. You're working with. Him. Yeah, we're working with him alongside him doing all that stuff. So he, we've got him flying back and forth. But we are doing the Battle of Evermore Led Zeppelin tribute on March 5th, Saturday, March 5th. So, in about a week and a half at Granada Theater on the main stage, Granada Theater in Greenville. We're also playing with the Battle of Evermore at Wildflower Festival on Friday, May twentieth, which is going to be really exciting. Um, there's Collective Soul and tons of other amazing artists that are going to be um, on stage uh, at that show that day. Uh, we're playing it, I think, around nine o'clock, but I think everybody's going to want to stay the whole day. It's going to be an amazing show. Um, then we're playing also the Battle of Evermore Friday, June third at box Garden Legacy Hall, which is just uh, yeah, that's so I mean, fun. I think, I think,
0: It's a great venue to play in
1: if I could live at a venue, I would live there. Yes. Uh, I just love it. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to put on an amazing show there on Friday, June 3rd. Um, and then trees, Maria and the heavy hearts has quite a few shows as well. Um, one of the things we're doing, I guess, probably the thing I'm looking most forward to is Saturday, June 18th. We're playing at love and war in Plano uh, with trees, Maria and the heavy hearts. And we'll hopefully be playing a, quite a few new songs as well. So excited about Yay. that. So, um, well, <laughs> I, I would awesome. love to Please try to do. Make that show, um,
0: and that's June 18th. Okay, I'm putting it in my calendar yeah. right now that you're going to be at Love and War. Awesome, um, another fun venue, and yeah. um, you know, and and I like it because people are right there, and you can really feel their energy when when you're playing at Love and War. And I know they're going to love yeah. you, and all those, all those guys that that work there are just going to love you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, Speaking of awesome
0: love, do you have yeah. love interest in your life? We didn't talk about that. Are you, are you? Um, I
1: do. I do. I'm, I'm getting hitched in about a month. So. Oh my god. Long time coming really? Yeah. Yeah. We've been together six years and we have lived together almost the whole time. And he's also a musician. He's in metal. He's got a um metal band called Sparrows. That's been a um very, you know, awesome, just incredible band uh, that's been working here in Dallas at all the all the well-known metal shows and with national accents and such called Sparrows. Um, so yeah, we, oh well, I need, we, the, I need uh, to, to face- meet him. I need to
0: meet him because yeah, know, we we're, have. We're- we're- we have the Guitar Sanctuary venue, and we often have um, a, a lot of my we'll guys. come up and visit there. you. Yeah, we, we need to have them there, and we'll have them come up and play an opening for somebody because all, all my guys at the at this um, store are metalheads, so they'll want to know it. Um, well, I'm so excited, honey, that I got to meet you, and I got to know you, and I got to share your music, and I can't wait to come and see you live. You guys, please. go online, grab some of her music, get it in your soul, get it in your heart, and then go out and see her because I've watched some of the YouTube videos and this girl leaves it on the stage. I mean, you don't have to wonder if she's having a good time because you can see it all over her face and you can hear it in her voice and it's a really an entertaining show and I can't wait to come and see you live, Trees. And I'm just so glad that you got to come and be on on the show with me today and I look forward to a long and beautiful relationship loving your music. It's exciting for me being an old lady that's been doing this for so long to see these young girls coming up and enjoying music the way I do and loving life. And, and it's just, just, it's all over your demeanor. I can just see it in you. You're just a wonderful (laughs) human. And I'm so glad that I got to, got to meet you. And I'm definitely going to have you and Scarlett come out and do something for me soon. So you be prepared for that. All right. So we're going to play, we're going to play hard headed woman, which, um, um, is it's a it's a great song and i know that um she's got some messages in there for sure i i totally related to this song (laughs) so i had to play it so we're gonna we're gonna play hard-headed woman and we'll be right back with texas homegrown music talking about what we've got coming up soon but right now we're gonna listen to hard-headed woman with my friend trees marie thank you sweetheart for being here today i wish you all the best in um, music and life and uh, we'll be right back on texas homegrown
1: music thank you so much
0: Such a fun song, wasn't it? Well, that's Griff Hamlin and the Single Barrel Blues Band. And those guys are really good. And we're going to be doing a show together, as a matter of fact, coming up in April. So if if you like what you hear, check it out. And uh, come on out and see us in McKinney, Texas at the Guitar Sanctuary. Um, My band will be playing and Griff's band will be playing. We'll have a lot of fun. So I hope you guys can make that show. Well, once again, I enjoy this show so much and getting to know these Texas artists. And Theresa Marie is just a sweetheart of a gal and uh, just just precious soul. And I, I really dig her and I love what she's doing. I love that she's doing so many different things and getting herself out there in different ways. It's a, it's a lot of fun as an artist when you can stretch your abilities and play all across the board so many different styles. And she's really doing it. I'm going to have to check her out sometime on that Led Zeppelin um band that she's doing because, I mean, you you know that you can sing if you're doing Led Zeppelin stuff. So I'm going to close the show today and uh, just tell you guys that I hope you're having every happiness under the sun, even though this day that I'm doing this show, it's actually sleeting outside and cold and I'm kind of stuck here today, and um, I, uh, I just want to imagine myself out on a beach with the warm sun shining down on me, and wherever your happy place is, I hope you can go there during the day. It's actually fun to take a little trip in your mind once in a while. So I'm going to end the show with my good friends. Song Bonnie Bishop, Every Happiness Under the Sun, and just say thanks again for joining us today on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylie Thomas. I want to thank my sponsors always Guitar Sanctuary, Tufts Brewery, and of course, Burris Injury Law. And we will see you guys next time. Peace out, everybody. Hope you have a wonderful time. See you soon.
2: Said to fear and worry. Devil get behind me. I walk through, in the shadows I've come to I just want to say thank you for the happiness under the sun as I walk through, in the shadows i come to I just want to say thank you for the happiness under the sun of